0: Welcome to another episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bott, from Sports Advantage here in the Madison, uh, we'll just say in the Wisconsin area now, as we move forward here, dog. Uh, here is my co-host, Coach Manchie. Coach, how we doing? What's going on? Middle of track season. There's some big meets coming up here pretty soon, right?
1: Yeah, some really big meets, Brian. Um, you know, you get into May, you start thinking of conference, and then you have regionals and sectionals, and the weather's been... Just so erratic. We've had really nice days and in really uh, bad days. So we're just looking forward to getting out there and competing in the postseason here.
0: And there's some, there's a couple big meets. There's a big meet in Heartland Arrowhead coming up here that a lot of schools go to. Correct. Um, there's some big baseball games, softball games, you know, fall sports. If we could ever get this snow to stop falling in Wisconsin, uh, we could really get some good stuff going on. There's a lot of, a lot of good stuff going on right now.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of excitement and you know that'll lead into all the summer activities and opportunities for kids. I know we start our sessions at Fox Valley Throws Club right away in in June there, you know that first uh, Monday in June, so we're super excited about that and I'm just really excited as running Fox Valley Throws Club to see lots of athletes getting PRs and I've been putting those on the social media on Instagram and it's just awesome to see those kids put to work into their craft and get better and and get rewarded because as you know, Brian, you know going to a camp or going to a clinic or going to a conference, you have to apply that stuff and the athlete has to put the work in or the coach has to put the work in to actually get the results. So kudos to everybody out there that are continuing to work hard and awesome to see so many competitors. I know there's so many athletes out there in, in all the events and having fun and getting out there and again special. Thank you to all the referees yes. and, and people that work these events, Nichols, yeah. parents that volunteer their times and just to make these things happen because we know the benefits of athletics.
0: Well, and for us, Dino, you know, obviously our Menominee Falls location is going to be opening June 1st. We're ultra excited about that. Uh, I'll be there a couple of days this week. Um, the demo, I posted a, a little update on my on my social media my Instagram page. Uh, check that out uh, where the demolition and everything is on that. They're completely revamping a building for us. Um, our, our Verona location, we're ultra excited. The OG, the original uh, location that we have, we're upgrading, uh, kind of giving it a new facelift. So huge shout out to Dynamic Fitness uh, for their part in that. Um, they turned the equipment around extremely quick for that location. They'll be obviously in our Menominee Falls location. Um, another thing, Dean, you talked about the summer coming up, obviously coaches start planning your summer training now, start thinking about that. Now, um, we got a couple meetings with schools that we're doing consulting with that we've added consulting with that we're already starting to plan our summer sessions with right now. So it's exciting to see, um, you know, schools ahead of the game, you know, thinking ahead, thinking about the student athletes, things like that. As far as sports advantage goes, obviously we have our summer sessions. Uh, we have a great special going on right now. You get your summer sessions, you get made for free. So if you get those now, pick those up. Um, what else do I got here before we get started here? Oh, make sure you're sharing the show with all your all your friends, coaches, things like that. Um, obviously we've had some incredible growth. We had a lot of coaches again at the WFCA clinic um, that talk about sharing the show. I actually had a uh, a young athlete in Oconomowoc. I was covering an Oconomowoc for Tyler this week um, that said his his dad listens to our show. Um, and then he also, Dean said, he goes, yeah, he really likes Jocko. So he put us in the same same sentence as Jocko dog. So I feel pretty, huge. pretty good about that. I'm not sure if we're quite there yet, but appreciate that uh, for all you guys that are sharing the show. And then I got one last shout out, Dean, before I let you uh, go here. A huge, huge shout out to two, um of my favorite ladies in this profession, uh Leah Reichman. Uh last week Leah broke the all-time uh women's powerlifting total record. Um, she set that last week at the women's program in Ohio. And of course, that meet is run by uh Laura Phelps and two women who are just doing an incredible job in promoting strength and conditioning, fitness, all things training uh for females. Uh, and and I shouldn't just say females, but across the board. Uh, so so huge shout out to those two incredible women and incredible friends of mine.
1: Yeah, not only that, but let's talk about uh, Mary Thiessen Lappen, who did an unbelievable job yeah. in USA weightlifting with yeah. you know her record and and training out with their with Will Fleming. Yes, in, in Indiana. I mean, just incredible stuff. And and she is another incredible female athlete doing so many good things out there. And Coach Mary was at UW Oshkosh uh, before she went out there, but just to be able to have her on the podcast and for her to share her information along with those other two has been just game changing for us, Brian. The other thing I just want to mention is I think from a strength and conditioning coach's perspective, I think the summer is such a crucial time. So if you're a parent, you're an athlete, you know, get your kids involved. I know there's a lot of stuff going on, but I think, you know, that's where the growth really occurs in the weight room and the sports skills, because there's just so many opportunities for kids. I know when kids come to the throws club, for example, and kids that are consistently in the weight room just can be a, make a huge difference in how much better their athlete gets. Cause again, everyone's doing some sports skills, but you know, where do you get that competitive advantage? I think you get it in a weight room and then you get it with more good repetitions. And, and that is a game changer. And when it comes to fall and you get going and they're to their sporting season, I think it makes a huge difference.
0: Well, and two, I think for us, Dean, obviously being in the private sector, one of the most unique things we do is that we figure out where your holes are, or where the gaps are that maybe your high school can't provide. Um, you know, we're not trying to say train at us versus your high school. You know what I mean? We understand the value and that's why we have our consulting programs, obviously, because we understand the value of, making the high school strength program better. But let's be realistic. Um, a lot of schools, and I know one of the schools we work with has like eight, 900 kids that signs up for the summer program. Sometimes you just can't get to everything you want to get to. So whether it's more speed work, maybe it's more auxiliary work, maybe it's more injury prevention. Maybe you're coming off an ACL injury uh, or a hamstring injury, and you just need some extra work to make sure you're back and ready to go for the fall. We've got answers for you, and, and we can help you guys figure that out. dog. We haven't done a sharpening your edge here for a while, so I think it's been gonna, a while. We're going to sharpen it because our last two guests have been absolutely outstanding. Um, our 100th episode, Dean, that we did was with Alec Ingold. and I think there's no secret how I feel and how you know you do as well about what a special person Alec is. And you know, one of the things that he talked about was being a servant leader, and I think if you are a coach or an athlete you know, and you want to show some leadership on your team or if you're a coach or even an administrator, you know, I'm going to put that out there as well. Being a servant leader is, is really the only way to truly build a culture, to, to truly build, you know, things that are special in your organization with other people, things like that. Um, You have to be able to think of other people first. Um, And at the end of the day, there, there's no secret that if you help other people, Uh, find their solutions that's going to come back to you multiple multiple folds um you know we talked about coach jones i mean we talk about coach jones all the time and that's one of his big things servant leadership well i mean 70 game win streak five state championships you know he's running the ship things like that so uh, a lot of times and it's great to hear guys like alec who are at the, you know, they're, they're the best of the best. I mean, he, in my opinion, he's the best fullback in the NFL. Um, but he's doing so many other things for other people. You know, he doesn't need to start, you know, a foundation, which we'll talk about later. He doesn't need to do some of these other things, but he does it. Okay. Because he's, he's just quite frankly, trying to make the world a better place and I love him to death for it.
1: Yeah, Brian, you know, he, he came into our environment and he, he just did an incredible job and he talked about his book. <laughs> You know, he took he took some of that adversity in his own life. He decided, hey, it was a great time to grow as a person and, and grow his foundation and all that. But it's um it's a great book. First of all, anybody listening, if you haven't read it, it's a quick read. It's just a little bit over 100 pages. But Alec, you know, had to deal with so much of that adversity. I think it's today's world with the social media. I think it's important for kids you know, if you're a high school listener to read a book like that, because everybody thinks everything is goes smooth and you have to have those challenges. You have to have that failure. And I think sometimes as parents, we don't want to see our son or daughters in that, you know, situation where they do fail. I think it kind of hurts because we've learned from our failures and we know the pain that failures can happen, but that's where growth occurs. And we say it all the time without those failures, We're not going to be the person that ultimately we can be. So I think we have to understand failure is a good thing. And I think so many times athletes, they look at failure as as such a negative, but I think you got to take the failure. You got to learn from it. You know, how can you build from it? How can you take yourself to the next level and use it to your advantage? And, you know, kids, you can't be afraid to fail. It's so important Not to, you know, think that if I fail, I'm going to quit, I'm going to give up. And that's one of the things athletics teaches you, is you have to be able to deal with that failure. And if you use it the correct way, it's only going to make you so much better.
0: Well, and I think we've said it a couple of times, just because you fail doesn't mean you're a failure.
1: Absolutely.
0: At the end of the day, they keep score for a reason. One team wins, one team loses. You know, same thing in, in individualized events. You know, one person wins, everybody else loses. That doesn't mean you're a failure. I mean, the process is, is, is part of, is really the most important part of being an athlete. And I think Alex, Alec, sorry, is really trying to spread that uh, through his messages and things like that. And I think Dean, you touched on, you know, the other point that we wanted to talk about with Alec was, you know, adversity facing adversity. I mean, let's, let's look at kind of what he had to go through here. I mean, you know, he gets named captain uh, for the Raiders, And, you know, he feels like he's on top of the world. All of a sudden, ACL tear, uh, rehabs it hard, gets released, you know, so, you know, he's feeling and I think athletes experience this a lot is that breaking point, right? Alec tears his ACL. He rehabs all the way back, feels like he's in a good spot, gets released, you know, could have definitely, you know, felt sorry for himself, could have given up, probably had enough money in the bank where he could have been like, I'm good, you know, I'm going to go do something else. Uh, But recommitted himself um, to not only himself, but that's when, you know, he really started growing as an individual. That's when he starts his foundation. That's when he writes his book. That's when he does all this other stuff. So not only is he continuing to make himself better, but he's also spreading himself out to make other people better and share, you know, his story of adversity and how he how he's overcoming it and things like that. And that's such a powerful message. Because so many times we see with athletes or or pretty much anybody, right? You work hard for something and you fall a little bit short. Well, the next, you know, I think, I think it was David Carr, right? Dean that told him, Hey, feel sorry for yourself tonight after the ACL. And then when you wake up tomorrow morning, it's time to get back to work. And we have to have that. You have to athletes. You have to have that at coaches. You have to have that, you know, There are so many big games that happen during the year and and big events. Um, If you go in the tank because your team gets beat, um, what's that going to do for your athletes? And athletes, same thing for you. You know, maybe you have a big game in the middle of your season and uh, maybe you get, you know, dinged up or something like that, or even your team loses. You can't let the same team beat you twice, you know, and that's kind of what, you know, and I shared that with Alec, you know, you can't let this thing, you know, beat you twice. Um, You know, you can't, you can't get down on yourself, things like that. And not only did he come back from it, but he also gave so much more to the, you know, to the athletic world and things like that for people to develop personally. Um, It just really says a lot about the person he is and, and the mission that he's on.
1: Yeah, it goes back to servant leadership again. Brian and Alec, I just think just wanted to persevere so much and continue his career because it it is his identity is he's a football player, but his purpose is he wants to give back and he wants everybody to understand his situation because there's other people in that same situation that you can get out of certain situations and you can become somebody. And that's the bigger purpose. And like he says, you know, I'm employee number 30 for the Miami Dolphins right now. But, you know, he's constantly going into schools, he's constantly doing stuff, and making impact in the community doing camps, you know, back where he's from here, you know, up in that Green Bay area. And he's just doing so many good things. And even this book, I think it's kind of surprised him that just is taken off so much that, you know, a lot of these people want to listen, and they want to read his book, and they want to get the lessons from the book. And I think that's so crucial, because everyone out there, if you can just pick something from somebody that can help them be the better version of themselves, it's a game changer. And we say that all the time. And that's why we do the podcast. You know, our listeners know that get your edge. just any little, you know, teaching cue or any little motivational thing or anybody's, you know, experience of what made them successful and gave them the edge is really truly why we do this podcast.
0: Right. And I think this, he's, I mean, he's such a special person. We're, we're we're lucky to have him on twice, right? He was our yes. first repeat offender, so to speak. Um, but again, if you haven't read the book, pick it up. Like Dean said, I think, you know, him and I, I plugged through it in like three days um, because, and again, it's one of those books that if you're really set on developing yourself personally and mentally, it's really hard to put down. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's a great read.
1: And coaches out there, What you know, what are you doing? What are you doing to give back to the community, to the to the school district, you know, to the program? You know, that would be questions. If you're a newer coach out there, you know, what can you start? I remember when you know Coach Jones came in, he wanted, you know, to get this difference maker camp going. It's been an incredible experience for everyone involved. And he just did an outstanding job. And the, the learning that occurred from our kids helping in, in camps were just game changing. So what are you coaches doing to make, make your school better, your community better, and give back and serve other people? And there's so much reward that comes from helping people. You know, there's research out there. When you help somebody, they, it makes you feel better. It helps motivate you to continue on. So those are the things, don't be afraid to try something out there. You see there, you know, people clean parks and they do things in their community, but anything, you know, we've seen that where we've had disasters, you know, tornadoes go through certain areas and collegiate athletes will go and help clean up, but there's lots of different things you can do. Brainstorm. There's so many smart people in your community and in your school districts and in your you know, cities that you can get together. And it's amazing what lots of people can do to make things so much better and to serve. And once you serve, everyone is happy. Everybody gets such a huge benefit from that. It's awesome to see that when kids do that, student athletes do that because it makes a big difference in their lives.
0: Well, I want to give out a huge shout out to, uh, I'm going to give this one to Coach Kaminsky, who, you know, with his leadership team, um, you know, set up, uh, the, the guys set up a GoFundMe page, uh, for a young lady who wanted to play, um, I believe it's on the USA team, USA wheelchair basketball team. And they, they set up, I mean, the kids went out and did this, raised the money to get a new, um, you know, some new equipment for this young lady. Um, and again, that's a, a you know, a thing of servant leadership, teaching kids that there's more to it than just the football and things like that. So huge shout out to coach K. Um, the Sun Prairie East uh football team for setting this up and raising the funds for that. Um, pretty cool story that's that's happening in our area. Um dog, let's shift to Jackson. All right. Other
1: Fox Valley throws our Fox Valley athlete, I should say. Yeah. We got some of those Madison
0: athletes. We gotta get, we gotta get some of those we dad. gotta get some Madison kids on here because we got some pretty good athletes around our area, too. You better believe you do. Um so, you know, coaches. Jackson Jackson talked about um, the value of the weight room um, and player development for himself, right, as he went into college and then once he's into college. And again, you know, if you're one of these people that are coaches that's believing that the, the training or weight room stuff is football based or football only based, you're missing the boat. Because at the end of the day, if the, the greatest way to give your kids a competitive advantage, get them stronger and get them faster um, and make them more durable. Um, and, it, you know, Jackson talked about that, how important it was, you know, his senior year going into college. And you saw that firsthand. And now that he's in college, the physicality of the game changes. And it's it, it's in all sports, you know, whether it's basketball, whether it's volleyball, you know, everybody's everybody's going to be better. Right? Everybody's going to be the best person from their high school that's playing. And I think, in order to stay ahead of the curve, if you're not in the weight room training, okay, you're not going to develop at your highest level. It's just that simple. Um, Skill is only going to take you so far. You may be the most skilled person in high school. Great, great, good for you. You get to the next level, everybody else is skilled. Same thing, you know, same thing we talk about with middle school kids. We see this all the time, Dean. 12, 13-year-old kid, you know, maybe hits his growth spurt early. Of course, he's going to be more developed than some of the younger kids. And then all of a sudden, they go stagnant when they're a sophomore in high school because they haven't understood that they have to keep keep watering it, um, keep getting better, uh, and things like that. So I really thought that was a great message from Jackson.
1: You know, Brian, which we've seen so many times in the strength conditioning field and as coaches is a lot of times you have really good athletes one of the star players on their team. And when that star player is your hardest worker, like Jackson Pavletsky was, that makes your whole team better. We've also seen the other situation where the best athlete's not the hardest worker. And then therefore, for now, your team is never going to reach its full potential. And I think that, you know, listeners out there, if you're an athlete and you think you're one of the best athletes on the team, you have to be one of the hardest workers on the team as well. And if you are an individual that is thinks you're a great athlete and thinks, say, hey, I don't have to work as hard because I'm maybe genetically more gifted, all you're doing is cheating yourself and you're cheating your team's full potential. And we've seen that a ton. And that's one of the things that, you know, Jackson was such a delight to watch play to, because his practice wasn't any different than his games because he was always going 100%. He was always trying to get everybody else around him better. Whether he was on his AAU team and he was the sixth man, like he said, or whether he was the star player in his high school team, that he was competitive, he was trying to get an edge, and he was trying to help everybody around him get better. And I think that's what a true teammate realizes is you you can be a great athlete, but you still got to have everybody else around you to help you become the best athlete you can be because it's a team game. It's not an individual sport. And his idea of, he, I love when he made the comment, go, go watch a college practice, go, go, go to an NBA game or a college game and look at these guys' bodies. He understood that. And he knows he's a late developer as, as far as, you know, being young and he knows he's going to have another growth spurt, but, He continued to work and he knows his weakness is his, you know, development as far as his strength levels, but he takes his weakness and he tries to work upon that and make it a strength. And I think that's, what's so unique about him. Yeah. He's still working on his skills and he knows his skills are number one, according to the sport that he plays, he's got to be able to dribble and he's got to be able to make moves and he's got to have that. But he also knows, hey, I can raise my game. I can get more of a competitive advantage if physically I take care of my body better, and that's awesome for him to know that. I think high school athletes sometimes we see a lot of it is like, oh, I want to play Division One. I. I want and whatever sport it is. Well, go to go to a Division One practice. Go and see how they run the you know their practice. Go to see how they compete at practice. Find out what you really truly want to get to. If you want to get to that D1 level, find out how hard they work. Find out, you know, their time that they have to put in to their sport and their training and their academics. Research that out. Take advantage of those opportunities. And that's one thing he did. And I think that really helps kids. Go back, Ryan, when you were at Wisconsin for 13 years as strength coach, we would bring a lot of our football players down there and they would come and watch you guys work out. And I'll tell you, the light bulb went on many times with that because it was like, wow, these guys are crazy. They work out extremely hard. They're competitive. They're pushing each other. Those, I thought, were just huge life lessons that our kids learned. And I think that kind of gave us that, you know, those kids at competitive advantage because they get to see it. Because many times we wish for something, but we don't understand the work that it's going to take to be able to make that wish come true. And um, Jackson was just an unbelievable example of that. And he continues to be. And that's what I love about him is the change he made after his senior basketball season. He knew right away, hey, I'm going to Division One college. I'm going to go against 22, 23, 24-year-old guys. And they're mad. And I got to get myself better and he did that. And I think as an athlete, you have to self-evaluate yourself and say, where are my weaknesses? He did that. And then he went crazy as far as making those weaknesses strengths.
0: Well, and I think too, Dean, in a team scenario, when your best player is the one that wants to be challenged the most, that's when you have that's when you have a really good scenario. And Jackson obviously talked about. He wanted to be challenged. He wants, you know, he wants to continue to be pushed and things like that. And I think, you know, a lot of times if you're the best athlete, you know, or if you have the best team, you know, sometimes shying away from being pushed out of your comfort zone is the easiest way um, to go about things. And at the end of the day, that that's a recipe for slipping. That's a recipe for holes in the boat that's a recipe for your culture getting damaged if you're a coach or, you know, or, or things like that. And so I think the best athletes always want to get pushed the hardest, you know, or push themselves the hardest. I mean, we can, you know, I mean, go Tiger Woods, you can go Wayne Gretzky, you can go Michael Phelps, you can go Jordan, Kobe, blah, all the way down the line. But it's really funny, Dean, like when we when people talk about things like this, it's always the same names that come up. It's always Jordan it's always Kobe. It's always Gretzky. It's always uh, Michael Phelps. It's always Serena. You know, why is that? The, the You know, success leaves clues, guys. Uh, coaches as well, right? When you start talking about like our high school coaches and our high school programs that are the best, it's always the same names that come up. Why is that? Because they're pushing harder. They want to be challenged. Um, You know, I know you've talked about, you know, things with you know, with Steve when, you know, and, 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 Anna Kimberly for the, you know, duration you've been there, the, the three coaches you've had there, you know, about, Hey, how are we going to, how are we going to sharpen our edge this time? How are we going to get better? You know, how are we going to be a moving target? Right. Because if you keep doing what you're doing, guess what? Everybody else sees that. There's so many clinics, stuff like that. People are going to copy and paste, um, and someone's going to figure it out. But if you're a moving target, you know, if you're doing things a little bit different, what's in the best interest of, your kids. I've talked to you. I mean, let's use your summer programs, Dean. I mean, every year, you're like, oh, we're going to do this this year. We're going to do this. Maybe we're going to give the kids off, you know, this year because, you know, our kids are, are really developed and we want to give them a midweek day offers. You guys are constantly changing. And at the end of the day, because you're challenging yourself to get better. I mean, it'd be really easy for you guys to go through and be like, oh, we're going to, you know, look at the same practice plan we did this year and this, that. And, you know, for guys like Jackson, it'd be really easy to say, well, this is what I worked on last summer, I'm going to do the same thing. No, like you have to be a moving target and you constantly have to be challenging yourself. But again, if you're listening to this and you're wondering maybe why you're not having the success that some of these other programs have, my first thing would be shoot an email, make a phone call. Hey, can we come visit? Hey, can I chat with you? And then when you hear, this is one of the things that we've heard with some of the schools that We've talked to with consulting. Um, I, you know, what about this? Can we? W- you know, this is how what works for us. Well, if you're not having success, it's not working. You know, you know, truth. You know, right up in front there. If you're not having success, you have to change because if you keep doing what you're doing, all right, the success isn't going to come. You're just going to get separated farther and farther away from the teams that are changing and and challenging themselves even more.
1: Brian, I think a couple things that come to my mind. One, if you're an athlete and you have a coach that's challenging you, you should thank them because, you know, that coach believes in you and knows that you can get a lot better. And I think we all need to be challenged. I challenge myself every day. And I, I don't know if, you know, if you think of ourselves as very high expectations, but one thing I've learned from having the success in athletics in and, and winning a lot is you have to keep moving. I used to think as a coach, ah, we're not, you know, going to, you know, explain what we're doing and what we do in our program. But I soon realized that, you know, it we change and evolve so fast. What we did last, you know, year is totally different than what we're doing this year. You know, the, the meat and potatoes are there, but we're constantly changing all the time and evolving. And and that's the an exhilarating thing, and that's what makes coaching so much fun. Is you want to keep getting that competitive advantage, and you look at yourself every day and what what could we do better? That's the fun part about you know making sure you can continue that success. I think sometimes it's easy to get that success, but what do you got to do to hold on to that success? I think it's twice as hard when you're at that level because you're always fighting the culture deal. The right. culture's not a thing on a wall, as we say. Every day we are constantly fighting to keep our standard to standard and we have to keep our bar high. And it's like anything in life, you run a business, your standard is high. It's high. And you're not going to lower that standard. So this is what sports advantage is all about. Fox Valley throws club. Hey, when kids come to the club, there is a standard. I am going to do my best job to give every kid a ton of drills, a ton of knowledge, a ton of cues, a ton of tools in their toolbox. When they leave, They can become a better thrower. Ultimately, that person has to do the work. But, you know, the challenge of just, you know, being competitive, loving to compete, was you could just tell when we were interviewing and we were doing the podcast with Alec and Jackson, is they just love to compete in their sport and they love to make a difference in their communities and and help people get better. And one does it through the sport of football and they were both multi-sport athletes at one time and Jackson does it through basketball. And now Jackson is super pumped for this opportunity now to go from a division one program now to another division one program that is a power five school. And he's excited for this opportunity. I think sometimes people kind of get scared of, Hey, I'm making this jump, but to him, he's got that chip on his shoulder, much like we talked about another Kimberly Grant, A.J. Klein in yep. football. and it's, Ironically, A.J. went to Iowa State. And now we got Jackson back at Iowa State. And it's going to be awesome because I know with this guy's mindset that he's going to be successful Yeah, because he wants it. He's got his goals written down. He's, he's doing everything he can, and he's just worried about the process. And if the process takes care of itself, he knows that it's going to end up in a good situation for him. So – Super excited to have Jackson on because obviously he's a Kimberly grad and, and I just have so much respect for his work ethic and, and for how he goes about his business. And uh, Alec, as we know, I know you're trained Alec there at the sports advantage a lot. We've got to know him. He's just did an incredible yeah. job, you know, of what his foundation is all about and what he gives back to the community and just have so much respect for him and the impact he is making on people's lives as well, Brian.
0: Well, dog, just as a review, right? I mean, when you face adversity, you know, it's easy to get caught up in your own stuff, but, you know, continue to give back, continue to be a servant leader, Uh, face adversity 100% because even, even after, even as you're going through that process, something else might pop up, you know, so make sure you're attacking. And again, the weight room, you know, it's gotta be a part of your process. You know, as we as we talked about on this in this episode, it's got to be part of your process, no matter what sport you play. And then continue to challenge yourself. I mean, continue to get better. Sharpen your edge. You know, iron sharpens iron, all those quotes and things like this. But you made a great statement. You know, your culture isn't what's on the wall. It's the action in your facility. Dog, anything else before we head out? No, co-
1: coach listeners just understand, too, is what what are you doing in your off season to help your program get better? You know, that would be my challenge to all the coaches out there is, you know, what are you doing to evolve? Because if you did something that you did, you know, if you're doing only the same things you did last year and, and you're not bringing new things to the table, then I think you're falling behind and you don't get that competitive advantage. So for all the coaches, we thank all of you, every sport, everything that you do to help kids. It's a, it's a very difficult job and, and we're losing lots of good coaches. And just remember, hey, you got to remember your why and and why you coach. I know when things get tough and I have a a day where you're just like, oh, wow, you know, am I making a difference? You have to go back to your why and understand, believe me, coaches, you are making a difference. You are making a huge impact on lives. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to become a teacher and a coach because of the coaches and the teachers that I had that set me up for success and without them I wouldn't be here today we wouldn't be doing this podcast Brian and those were people that made just uh, were great role models for me when I was going through the school systems and I participated in athletics that was my why so continue to keep fighting that fight I know it can be stressful at times we all know that that's going to happen you can be criticized by many people but really, you're making a huge difference in people's lives.
0: Well, and too, Dean, shameless plug here. You know, if you're having having tr- struggling, trying to figure out how to change your best, you know, what to do in the weight room, we can help with that. Chop Absolutely. it.